Hello, everyone. My name is Caitlin, and diamonds are my third best friend. You have one and two? Is it, uh, is there other gemstones? It's for <laughs> me to know. You okay. to maybe one day find out. Okay. I know I didn't make the list. That's all that matters. The real so, answer uh, is I was hoping you weren't going to ask me what number one, number two is. <laughs> and if you say don't. third, like, you got a question. And uh, I'm Zach, and uh, I hope this is going to be an engaging podcast today. Uh, <laughs> wow. Look at, look at me. Look at me. Um, and welcome to Manipulating the Masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. All right, Caitlin. I'm excited about this one. I think uh, I have a lot of feelings um, about the marriage traditions in general that are much to the chagrin of all of my exes and my current uh, girlfriend. I have feelings about them um, which I'm sure will come up in the podcast but today we're going to look at a specific one Uh, we're going to look at what I feel is one of the best cases of marketing that we have reviewed on this podcast I think it's the cleanest the the most fascinating actual marketing uh, impact that we've actually looked at so we will sparkle we will glimmer we will shine because we're reviewing the marketing behind diamonds diamonds um so caitlin give me give me some of your feelings associated with diamonds and i only ask because you are very much the target demographic sure am uh, for yeah so give me your feelings you think of diamonds what what feelings does that elicit for you wealth Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Still, mm, I don't know what else you want from me. I mean, I could I'm, talk. Uh, when I when I think of diamonds, um, yeah, you think of proposals. Mm. Uh, the bigger, the better. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> there's different grades. <laughs> Okay. 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 But now I'm just listing off like, yeah, (laughs) not a feeling, but okay. It's, it's 8am your time. I get it. I'm just listing off like the facts I know about diamonds. All right. That's it. That's it. Move on. There's, there's one notable omission in that feeling and I'll touch on it that I think is interesting because as before we start off, uh, we're going to tell the story of, of diamonds and how they became popularized. But, um, as I want to dispel off the bat, two myths about diamonds that I learned that I think are pretty fascinating. Um, First, the myth that diamonds are rare. Mm, Diamonds are very common. I didn't, yeah, you knew that? I was gonna, I was hoping to beat you to that one, but yeah. Yeah, they, um, I did the research for this, you know? Um, So uh, diamonds are actually the fourth most common gem on earth um, behind quartz, amethyst, and garnet are the three that that beat it out and then it's more common than topaz opal and aquamarine 
and those are kind of list rounding out the top 10. They're more common than a lot of those rarish gemstones. You don't really see a lot of aquamarine around, you know, I hear topaz, but um, diamonds are more common than that, which is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in the article I read, it, it said like, I thought this was great. Like ask yourself, how many diamonds do you, do people, you know, have? Right. Mm -hmm. Like how many diamonds do people own? And now what about sapphires? What about emeralds? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. about rubies? When at the price point of diamonds is comparable to those those three gemstones. Mm -hmm. Does does that surprise you at all, Caitlin? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, you, you knew that off the bat. Um, I knew. No, no, no. Maybe I. I. I think I did know this at some point. But that doesn't um, sway my feelings towards diamonds at all. I would say that for me, like I knew my birthstone is sapphire and I knew sapphire and rubies were the more, I don't know if it was rare. I don't, is it, are they more rare? Oh, way more rare. And they're more expensive. And so. Comparably, yeah. Comparably. um, but like when thinking about an engagement ring for some reason, like nobody looks at a sapphire and is like, oh, that's a beautiful sapphire because they're not that mm. common. So people have nothing to compare it to. Um, mm. So I would never want a sapphire for an engagement ring or like a ruby. Like those colors just aren't beautiful to me. <laughs> it sounds oh. so <laughs> like it, it, it's, but maybe that's the marketing. Uh, we will touch on that. I think you've uh, you set me up perfectly. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the second myth that I wanted to spell, and you didn't associate this with diamonds, so I was a little surprised, is that uh, diamonds are associated with everlasting love. That is a common hmm. thing. People associate diamonds with love. Yeah, uh, I don't. Not with engagement rings. I mean, you no. think about engagement rings, it's like a symbol of love, a symbol of commitment. And... I don't think so. In this day and age, it's just a symbol of wealth. And I think it's a symbol of like, okay, I knew I was going to get in trouble, but um, I'm trying to walk delicately. There are people who maybe men buy engagement rings and the bigger it is that means that it's like more of a dis that is it's more of a um show of love no 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 it is it is i'll tread there yeah i'll tread there he so if a guy buys a bigger ring that shows people that he is worth more not necessarily how much he loves the girl it's this is how much I can afford. So I'm mm. buying you the biggest, baddest diamond out there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think in this day and age, it is not a telling of what she is worth to him in, in love dollars. Yeah. You think it's shifted uh, to like, you know, like a claiming like, yeah, she's got a good man that can afford a big ring. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you're like, oh, what does he do for a living? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I also just think that's very telling of the wedding industry in general today. You know, I talked to people who got married before Pinterest was a thing <laughs> and they were like, I am so happy we got married before Pinterest because... 
we like made off like a bandit with our wedding, you know, like now it's just the photographer is $10,000 alone. Mm. The floral is $10,000. Like, you know, all of these things that you see on Instagram and Pinterest is something is, is now a symbol of like how much you are worth and how much it's, it has nothing to do with love. Yeah. I agree. I, I'm, I'm, that's my feelings of a lot of the marriage traditions, um, you know, like the white dress. It's just like it just it doesn't the dress is so expensive and the white dress is meant to showcase the bride's virginity. Like that's where it starts. Do you know the reason people have bridesmaids? Do you know the founding? Why there are bridesmaids? Well, I know the founding know of a marriage used to be like. A father handing, actually, maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, it's essentially that, um, like you know, a, a claim of ownership to some degree. An ownership, um, yeah, yeah, or um, like a trade it, almost. It's like the father trading his daughter so that for a the, couple cows, for yeah. a couple cows, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But what's bride? Yeah, so, oh. This is a tangent, but it's a fascinating tangent. Uh, the The idea of bridesmaids started because you know, is a very trans weddings were very transactional, right at the at, at the beginning. So, um, brides on their way to the wedding kept getting kidnapped by other men uh, to go <sighs> marry them. So they created this idea of bridesmaids, so it would be harder for men to try to kidnap the bride because there's multiple women that are dressed in similar ways. Um, they used to dress the bridesmaids all in white so they all look like brides. So you could not kidnap the bride on the way to the wedding. That's the foundation of bridesmaids. How okay. motherfucking crazy is that? Right? Like, I mean, what wild. era are we talking here? Oh, I don't know, the 1800s, like 1700s? I don't know, but I'm just like, that is, that foundation. Like, And then people just go along with it. They're like, oh, yeah, I need to have bridesmaids. Nobody asks any questions. Okay, I'm getting fired up, but it's like, that's ridiculous, in my opinion. You mean the bridesmaids weren't your BFFs? They were guards? <laughs> they were guards. To, and they you basically put them up for potential kidnapping. You're like, you love me enough, you might get kidnapped. I select but at you least, for kidnapping. <laughs> but at least I'll make it to marry this guy. So, Will you, you be know? my maid of honor? <laughs> who gets kidnapped who is most likely will you take this honor to get if kidnapped? sarah gets kidnapped as my maid of honor it's your job to just track her down make sure she's okay you know that's the duties um yeah so wild anyway but in in that same vein uh i did pull the idea of presenting the bride a ring so um, the, the idea of a ring at a wedding was actually started in the Roman era, which for your reference is 625 BC to like 480. So Duh. You know, lo- long time ago. Um, and then it started when uh, men would give wives uh, or their brides a ring attached to small keys, uh, which indicated yeah their husband's ownership over the woman. So that's the foundation of presenting a ring at a wedding or an engagement ring to like say, I'm going to marry you. It's basically claiming ownership over the woman. Um, And then during the Victorian era, uh, which is like 1800s, 
aristocracy and nobility popularized ornate engagement rings. They used to be just like a brass band. Now, like in the 1800s, they started making them a bit more ornate, uh, but they would put like a variety of gemstones in there. Diamonds weren't really popular in engagement rings. It would it'd be shaped in a flower and have all of these different uh, colorful gemstones in there. And I give you that history because uh, that's the myth is that diamond rings, I think people assume like diamond engagement rings were always a thing. And it, it wasn't until 1947 when a little known copywriter working for NWA agency named Mary Frances Garrity, she goes by Frances, um, coined a tagline for the De Beers, De Beers Consolidated Mines, which is a huge diamond company. I'm not sure. I was, oh, I thought we were going to be talking about De Beers. Like that was going to be in my intro. Oh yeah. No, they're a big part of this. So um, yeah, De Beers, I mean, they had a monopoly. Um, So De Beers hired this agency, NWA, and Mary Frances Garrity, Frances, um, wrote a tagline that Ad Age recognized as the greatest advertising slogan of the 20th century, the greatest ever. They coined it. Before I tell you this slogan, I'm gonna give you some background. Diamonds are a girl best, girl's best friend. Nope, okay. good try though, good try though. That was popularizing the song, but good try. Um, so like knowing this, knowing this kind of like that, this diamond engagement rings, you're married, you uh, went through the whole process. Does it make you feel duped at all? Or do you feel the same? No. You're like, mm, never thought once don't, about don't why care. I get a diamond. I just want it and I want it big. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the target demo, Caitlin. You are the target demo. <laughs> I mean, like you said something just a little bit ago about, oh, yeah, I think everyone just thought that a diamond was something that was a longstanding tradition. I'm like, I want to correct you there because I don't think anyone thinks twice about where a diamond comes from. No mm. girl, no, no woman in this day and age. It's just they Instagram, won't. Pinterest, the bigger, the better. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the picture gets a ton of likes, right? You know, Absolutely. so you get the social, so you get the social media clout on top of it now. Um, yeah, that's, that makes me hate society. Okay, so um, yeah, I, I agree. Nobody knows why. Nobody asks questions. Nobody asks questions. Like, this is this is the process, and that's why I think is brilliant about this campaign, and why I was excited to talk about it because it is it is one of the best examples of marketing where it wasn't even a thing until 1947, less than a hundred years ago, and now it's not even a second thought to go get a diamond. They have ingrained it in society that this is what you do. You buy a diamond engagement ring um which is just fascinating um so let me set the scene for you Uh, tell me the tagline would ya we're gonna get there we're gonna get there um so after the great depression diamond sales were plummeting you know everybody's uh depressed and poor they're they're coming from it um yep Uh, And the diamond company, De Beers, was desperate to increase their marketing strategies to create a demand for their product. At the time, they owned 80 to 85% of the world's supply of diamonds. They were a full-on monopoly. Um, So they were like, we need people to start buying diamonds again because, yes, yes. 
where no, we can see, but Caitlin just raised her hand so politely. All right. Where did De Beers? Where where is that? Where are they headquartered? I believe in Europe somewhere. Okay, so they're um, European country. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me see De Beers headquarters. We'll just do. I mean, if only we had a place where we, London. I apologize. They're in London. So chic. Okay. Okay. Oh, so um. Chic. So they're a European country. They have eighty-five percent of the market share the world's diamond the world's supply. diamond they supply have, yes so where are they farming competing. their diamonds oh all of the terrible places i'm okay. sure like all you right know, if, if we're if we're thinking leo dicaprio and blood diamond it was probably a de beers diamond at that time you know um so yeah they were they kind of they own the market people are not buying them diamonds are in low demand sales are plummeting um, so, and at the time in 1947, only, uh, 10% of first time brides were receiving a diamond engagement ring. 10%. Yeah. Because the rest of them are trying to get fed. Yeah. I mean, there's priorities, but it they quickly uh, turn it around. I think it was demand. I think it was people and we'll, we'll touch on this today. Okay. That number okay. is 80%. Okay. I'm sorry. Brides. I keep interrupting. Yeah. I'm just so excited to get to this tagline. Let's go. Let's piece, we're, pick, we're, pick it up. There's a, there's a few steps. There's a few <laughs> steps. So, uh, De Beers hired NW Ayers and son, um, their research. And this is what I was interesting about your feelings. Their research indicated most Americans thought diamonds were a luxury of the ultra wealthy. So they didn't even wealth. think about diamonds, wealth, right? They were like, this is diamonds are for wealthy people to buy. Um, and their research of women indicated, and I'm going to quote here, so don't come at, don't at me on Twitter. This is their research quote. Uh, women wanted their men to spend money on a washing machine or a new car, anything but an engagement ring. I love the practicality of that. <laughs> Go women in the Great Depression. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. They considered they considered diamond rings like money down the drain. They're like, what am I gonna do with this? Right? Like they're I like I fucking this is, love that. I agree. I agree. What the fuck happened? Um so the agency was tasked in creating a situation where almost every um person looking for marriage felt compelled to acquire a diamond ring. That was their that was their credo, right? Um, so uh, I'm waiting on the tagline now. So can, can you talk to the strategy and like how to target this? So let's say a client came to us and it's an interesting piece where it's like, Hey, the women are the people who wear this. The men are the ones who purchase this. How do you go about targeting that? I would say something along the lines of like, yes, you can look wealthy, but we also have these lower grade diamonds that are affordable. So I would start pushing the lower grade diamonds or even like the um, cubic zirconium Mm. and you can Mm -hmm. look wealthy, but Mm -hmm. at an affordable rate. So stop comparing it to a washing machine. Yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a really good point. And then um, in the research that I read is they started to uh, their their credo was the big diamonds sell the little diamonds, right? So they would showcase the big big diamonds, and mm-hmm. then when people went to make the purchase, they would feel compelled to buy the little ones. Mm-hmm. So I think you're onto something there. Um, so the agency gets tasked with this. They go about targeting women to get men to buy right so um their real target is trying to convince women to ask men for a diamond ring the women create the demand 
for for diamond engagement rings. So since women weren't uh, commonplace in Madison Avenue uh, at the time, uh, they brought in Frances Garrity to get a woman's perspective on it. She's giving me very Peggy Olson vibes as I mm, read on her. Mm-hmm. Like like she, very, she was a copywriter, um, you know, just kind of handed women's accounts, and then she ended up killing it. Um, so uh, Garrity spent a few weeks mulling over the connection between marriage and more importantly love and diamonds so putting that question to you if that you're tasked as the creative as the copywriter to say how what's the connection between a diamond and love is there any qualities of a diamond that you diamonds are forever you nailed the tagline. There it is. I knew you'd get there. I knew you'd get there. Yes. So that's uh, th- that's her tagline that she landed on. Coined the greatest slogan in the 20th century for the last century. Diamonds are forever. Um, and she got there by saying, like, diamonds are one of the strongest gemstones. Right? Like, are they? Cut- they are. They okay. are. They're very difficult. Um, they're long lasting. They don't scratch too easily you know they cut through cut like a diamond right like diamond tipped drill right like yeah, those yeah, things yeah. are yeah. very difficult um so that's what they 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 compared it to love as far as diamonds are forever love is forever this is a great representation of love and it worked it worked really well uh right off the bat uh demand for diamonds like shot up overnight um you know all the lovers looking to show their love they just turned it around in 1947 the beers at the year the beers launched this campaign u.s sales were at 23 million um and by 1979 just over 30 years later that 2.1 billion wow Uh, uh uh-huh so they uh skyrocketed mostly due to the demand right like diamonds are a non-renewable resource you get them out of the ground the more you take out of the ground the less they are in the ground you can't produce them right they take billions of years to produce so demand just skyrocketed because of this diamonds are forever notion any feelings about that i i mean my <laughs> my immediate thought was damn i hope that francis is getting royalties from this diamonds is forever a tagline because no she passed probably away not. in the 90s yeah i will say she has her own wikipedia page mm. uh like she has definitely got credit for yeah. this like she's been like, cemented in history yes but she's got pay the place. woman yeah, but i mean I that's the same story as like the nike logo it's notorious mm-hmm. like it was 300 dollars or something um anyways yeah. that was that was where my first thought went my second thought was just um the demand for a resource that is not renewable mm. does that make sense like yeah when are we going to run out of diamonds like there's been what decades 60 70 years of populations receiving diamonds worldwide now it's kind of like a worldwide tradition right Mm -hmm. billions and billions of people receive diamonds where where do we go we're tapping into the earth's resources and not giving anything back to her 
I think it's a good question. There's a lot of research about diamond decline. How De Beers does this, though, is they own 85%. They used to. They got um, antitrust laws <coughs> came in and broke them up because really? they were monopoly. Mm-hmm. So now <gasps> they own about 30% of today's market. Oh. But when you own the supply, you can say, I'm just going to bring the supply way down. The demand goes up prices mm, go up and mm-hmm. that is why one of the most common gemstones on earth is pretty expensive and a mm. symbol of wealth even though it is so commonly found so everywhere. interesting i know right yeah know, right? it's a it's like a perfect example of marketing right so somebody limits the supplies you drive the demand up through a marketing campaign and now you're making 2.1 billion dollars every year um, you dummies it's 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 crazy it's crazy but yeah they i mean to, to answer your win are we gonna run out like they they always claiming a shortage there are like they're they making found, them in labs i know yeah they're making them in labs and there's like deposits still in like siberia like under the ocean i was reading a lot of this stuff trying to find so yeah somewhere i um, never want to go well, if you want to sell some diamonds, you got to go to some crazy places. But Do you they, know who else has a share in the diamond industry beyond besides De Beers? Uh, I can look it up. No, quick. don't. Is it like K Jewelers? <laughs> like, no, because um, they're not a supplier. K is not oh, a supplier okay. Okay. of diamonds. Um, they are... I'm trying to find it for you, but I don't know. Um we can follow up in the footnotes. Yeah, no, K Jewelers, all of those, you know, those places that like market. They're just resellers. Rings, they're just resellers. They they get the the raw diamonds, place them in rings. Um, really, the people is are De Beers is like as the diamond producer has a vested interest in creating demand for diamonds, right? Mm. Um, so, like I said, De Beers has a monopoly. They limit the supply. Demand skyrockets. Um, and it and it starts to become a thing, right? Diamond engagement rings. Oh, how ahead. do you how do you own eighty five percent of the market share of diamonds? Like diamonds are in a resource. It's like how does somebody own an Earth's resource? How can you claim stake in that? Like you can't just pitch a tent, pitch a flag in Nigeria and say I own all these resources now. How did that even Unless come you buy to be? The land. Unless oh, they bought the land. land. Yeah, like you, you understand that there's diamonds under there, and you buy the mine. Gotcha. Or you buy the land. Gotcha. And you're basically, I own this, so okay. I own all the resources that. Come okay. Out of it. Okay. So they came upon it, and they bought the land, and now they own the land, and now they're mining it. Okay. Okay. I yep. get it. And I get it. Creating the supply. God, yep. now that so, you say that out loud, it's that's the dumbest question. Th- you're good. You're good. It's <laughs> eight thirty a.m. your time. I was like comparing okay. it to solar for some reason. I was like. <laughs> How does someone just own 85% of Earth's resource? <laughs> yeah, they just they buy it wherever it is. Um, so, um, yeah, so De Beers is like, uh, they, they're shooting off now. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. So they were actually, because they were classified as a monopoly, they were restricted from doing business in the United States. So all of these diamonds are forever ads. They couldn't have the logo. And they couldn't show the jewelry, right? So they couldn't show the diamonds. They couldn't, De Beers couldn't have their logo on there. 
Um, so the agency actually commissioned like some artists like Andre Durain, and then they purchased works by uh, Salvador Dali and Pablo Picasso, used them in the ads to say diamonds are forever and gave this signal of luxury and high end and class along with, uh, you know, comparing diamonds to love. You want your marriage to last forever. Diamonds are forever. They just fit together really well. And soon uh, diamonds were the newest obsession. So uh, to capitalize on the craze, this is where they get really interesting, right? Um, to capitalize on this craze, the agency did something all of us modern marketers are very familiar with now. Uh, they began submitting a monthly letter to the newspapers across the country, a.k.a. a monthly newsletter, uh, to try to cultivate an audience and mm. give them information, more information about diamonds. Um, so in the newsletter, something that they did, which I think this is where you're going to get excited, is uh, the agency would, the, in the newsletter, they describe the diamond jewelry and diamond rings worn by Hollywood actresses. Uh, so whoever was spotted wearing a diamond necklace, a diamond ring, mm. diamonds are a girl's best friend mm. song, they would comment on uh, all of those and give some details about the diamonds, which were very, very popular. And then, this is where I have a question for you. The tactic works so well, the monthly newsletter works so well that uh, NWA started lending diamond jewelry to mm. socialites and stars at the Academy Awards and Kentucky Derby. So uh, you're nodding your head. You, this is a, still a tactic today. Can you yes. talk to us about that? Like, do you, you still see it on the red carpet? Oh right? my God, yes. At the Met Gala, I think it was uh, Dua Lipa or uh, I know Lady Gaga too. Well, uh, Beyonce actually, the, all of these people are coming to mind because they, they uh, bust out like an old, Tiffany's necklace that has been in the chambers of Earth's core for century. And the last person to wear it was Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast mm. at Tiffany's. And like, there's a story behind it. And they're just like, yes, that is the centerpiece of their outfits. Mm -hmm. um, very common. Yeah. So um, it, did you ever associate that with marketing campaigns? Did you ever say this is actually designed no. to sell more diamonds? Actually, yeah. no, because the jewelry that they're wearing is worth millions of dollars. Like this is a classic piece that they're dredging out from Earth's core, like I said. Mm. Um, and so it, it doesn't really, who does that appeal to? Who are they targeting with that? It's like, but bigger diamonds sell smaller diamonds going back to it. So I get, I get exactly. that angle. Um, I just maybe thought it was telling of the status of the celebrity. Like, oh, mm. Lady Gaga finally made it to the point where she is now wearing, you know, Audrey Hepburn's Tiffany's necklace. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought it spoke to, the celebrity of the person. But yeah, beyond diamonds, do you, don't they do that for like dresses and stuff like like fashion as well? Like they'll loan out like a high end dress by this certain designer. And then does that compel you to look up the designer and see like it's it's all of these loaned, you know, items for these big events? It's it got me thinking like it's all a marketing ploy, right? Like. I mean, what's the common question on the red carpet? Who are you wearing? Mm -hmm. Right? Like it's, it's all a big marketing ploy to get 
people who love the celebrity culture. But the people watching the Academy Awards is a very different culture and demographic than the people walking the red carpet. So if somebody says, I'm walking the red carpet in vintage Chanel, I'm not going to Chanel and looking up vintage Chanel. Like I know that that is out of my price range. I'm also not interested in buying a new Chanel. Mm. So but I don't, what, I still, I don't see that as marketing. I see it as a celebrity of the person. But let's, let's put this scenario in there. Like if you were to find like going, let's just put it at a thrift shop, uh, a, a thrift shop and you find something that is Chanel, are you not more inclined to be like, Oh, this is high end, right? Like, Oh, this is what the celebrities are wearing. And Fair. Try to, if, it, if it fits within your price range, right? It gives this status to the brand. Sure. That it's like an elevated above the rest, right? I know, but I can't be the only one who already knows these high end designer name brands. Like, just because somebody walks in Valentino, I, I, I've already known that Valentino is a high end luxury brand. Yeah. Like, if I see it at a thrift store, I would have been inclined to buy a Valentino far before I saw. Margot Robbie walking in Chanel. By the way, I mentioned Margot Robbie because, or is it Robbie? Who knows? I don't know. Um, she's a Chanel. Uh, I think she's a Chanel ambassador. She might be a Louis Vuitton ambassador. And mm. I will say the tactic there that does allure me is Chanel has a brand and it has an aesthetic. And they're mm. saying that Margot Robbie fits in their aesthetic. And obviously everyone wants to look, be, feel yeah. like Margot Robbie. Yeah. So with that partnership and the ambassadorship, I am more inclined to probably buy Chanel over Valentino, or no, I should say Balenciaga, who partners mm. with the Kardashians. Mm. Like I don't want, to wear Balenciaga, I would prefer Chanel because of the the um, the celebrity that they pick. Yep, I think so. I think that's a great point. And then I mean, it, it leads to the example of in in the diamond industry, Marilyn Monroe singing "Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend." Right, like that is it's a classic song, and many women at the time wanted to be, feel, look like mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's the same concept where. Even if we brought it out to just diamonds in general, if if Marilyn Monroe is singing mm -hmm. "Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend" and have this, all of these men draped over her and chasing her, yeah. uh, you're going to it is a vision for diamonds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was pretty brilliant. Um, you know, I don't know if it's done so much. I was, I you like I watched the Kentucky Derby. I think it's fun. I don't see. I just see crazy hats. I don't see like crazy diamonds lent out anymore so i don't know if they still do that but it's an interesting tactic i think it's it's subtle uh but it makes you remember the brand and it gives this this idea of even more luxury so on top of saying diamonds are forever and they're a symbol of eternal love now all of these celebrities are wearing diamonds and these people you want to emulate are wearing diamonds it just creates this kind of full-fledged demand for them it, it's brilliant i gotta say it's really well done so by 1955 just eight years after the launch of the dime first diamonds are forever ad eight years later um nwa reported to de beers that jewelers were telling them 
A girl is not engaged unless she has a diamond engagement ring. So in eight short years, they've went from sales plummeting and the idea that diamonds are the status symbol of the ultra wealthy to a requirement to be married, a required step in eight years. Brilliant marketing. I hate it, but brilliant marketing. Um, so, uh, uh, with demand at a fever pitch, you know, it's just up and up and up and up. NWAs had to innovate to make men feel comfortable di- buying diamond rings. And this is where I come in. Like, I, I, if I step into a jewelry store to buy, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. I'm totally clueless, right? And I know mm-hmm. there is... Um, particularly uh, there's uh, not all women, but many women have a very specific idea of what they want, what they're looking for. Uh, I get, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but I get the video sent to me from my lovely girlfriend. Who's wonderful. I want that on the record who sends me. It's like the, which you don't know your girlfriend unless you know which ring she wants. And it's like one, two, three, four. And she's like, which one would I pick? And then I have to figure it out. So, um, (laughs) Do you get them right? <laughs> Almost never. Never. Um, oh my god. I'm oh like my learning. god. I'm like learning slowly, but I, I've told this just... story. I've told this story, and I will say, in your defense, I don't think a woman could walk in uh, and a woman of engagement age, right? Like that's twenty five mm. to thirty five ish. I don't yeah. think a woman of engagement age could walk into a diamond shop and know what she wants. Like really? No. Mm. To your point, you need to see it on. You you need to see other mm. people wearing it. You need to see what it looks like with partnered with other rings, with other jewelry. Like this is something that you're going to wear for the rest of your life yeah. or until you I get an that. upgrade in 10 years. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I think 10 years is the, is 10 years like the diamond gift. Uh, if they rolled that in, that's another level of brilliant marketing. If they're like, we can't just have one-time customers. Like, we got to create a diamond anniversary where ten years later you no. buy another one. No, I like, swear it's not. I think I think that there's some. Anyways, I have the ten-year mark in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> it's been. It's only been a year and a half. <laughs> like, I have a long ways to go. <laughs> I lo- by the way i guess i have to put this on the record too i love my husband very much i love my ring it's stunning it's beautiful it is very pretty it i will and ring. that is that is yeah. that is all i'm gonna say <laughs> but you know when mmp hits it big maybe i'll just go out yeah, and buy my own go. fucking diamond you know like Why not? i'm like I'm looking for five carats. So anyways, anyways. Or get Cap a diamond ring because there was a short campaign. Didn't go over well where they tried to run. I didn't think it would. Yeah, they tried to want. They had like this shaggy looking haired guy wearing a diamond ring. And she the tagline was she has a mind of her own. She got me a diamond ring. And like did not. They tried to get men to wear diamond rings. Shut up. I need to see that ad. Yeah, we we'll put it up. Um, we'll put it up. Anyways, I'm going back to what where I was going with this. Where Sorry, I in the you. fuck was I going with this? So, uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, not knowing how to buy a ring, like not women, the women of engagement yeah. age. I before I actually started like sensing that I was going to get engaged, I was not looking up diamonds. I had no idea carrots 
no mm. clue. I you could show me ten different. You never had a carrot in your life. I'm just. <laughs> you could show me okay, ten different dad jokes. My God, God. delete that. Um, <laughs> you could show me ten different diamonds, and I could not tell you. Now I could because mm. I have experience looking at diamonds, but oh. also grades. That was something I didn't even know until he told me about it. Like, oh, mm. this is grade. I still actually couldn't tell you. I Are they know. graded on a number system or on a letter system? I think it's like grade A. Um, anyways, that speaks to the clarity of it. So I will give you credit. Nobody knows what they're shopping for when they walk in to a diamond store. So yeah, there's, and I think, yeah. So I think like, that's the, the NWA's next iteration of this after diamonds are forever. Um, they really wanted to combat that feeling of like not knowing like, what yeah. to do yeah and that l little bit of fear to be like i d i don't know what's a good diamond i don't know what's a bad diamond i don't know any of this um so the company actually added a little box on all of their ads with instructions labeled how to buy a diamond um in every ad that they wrote so how to buy a diamond they'd run it in magazines a little box um, which is good content marketing, honestly. The, the And the instructions read, ask about color, clarity, and cutting. Nice. For yep. these determine the diamond's quality and value. Choose a fine stone and you'll always be proud of it no matter what its size. Mm. That was mm. the instructions, which I think is pretty good. That kind of like lowers the, the need to know. You're like, okay, I need to ask about the color, yeah. the clarity, and the cut. Yep, right? yep. Um, so uh, good. And I think that's part of it, too. I don't think it goes away today. Like you said, I don't think most people it's overwhelming to like shop for it. But also refining that, you know, I think that there is something about referrals in the diamond industry. And I use my example mm. as a, my husband as an example where, you know, his, one of his friends got engaged. And then from there, every other one of his friends used that same jeweler because they were just like, fuck it. This guy had some luck over there. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to use his jeweler, you yep. know, like, so yep. I think that there's definitely, it speaks to the referrals. Absolutely. Yeah. Like everybody's, I think the biggest thing coming from the man's perspective of, of buying that is you don't want to fuck up. This is a lot of money. Like, good Lord, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Right. Like do it right. So if you see someone else doing it right and you have no idea yes. how to approach it, you're like, okay, I'm just going to follow their steps, yes. figure it out and hopefully get some, some good feedback. I've told this story before, either on this podcast or to you personally, but when I, uh, my husband uh, was buying an engagement ring and I, and I sensed that an engagement was coming. I mean, yeah. by sensed, I demanded an engagement come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was sending him, like, I actually at some point, like, bulleted what I wanted. And he mm. delivered exactly what I wanted. But it's funny because he was like, I'm so happy you sent that to me because I had something kindled completely mm -hmm. different picked out mm -hmm. and I was like god I'm so happy too because I'm very particular about aesthetic I know it sounds yep. so basic but like that is me like I care yeah. about my style I care about my appearance yeah. um to some degree but There's nothing wrong with that yeah uh 
but yeah, and I would have nightmares of him proposing and me not liking the engagement ring. Like those were the nightmares leading up to my engagement. That's how particular I was. But I'm particular about everything. So that I might not be common. I might be no, basic. No, I think that's very I think that's very common. Yeah. Um but would you tell him if you if he proposed and you didn't like it, would you would you act excited and then tell him later like, "Hey, I don't no. really like this?" Like would you say something? in that situation or would you just wear it and be like it's the thought it's the effort it's the blah 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 like what's the what's the real plan b there if you don't like it i know i i don't know if i have a feeling or thought towards that i just <laughs> i would have probably i don't know i don't know i don't know what i would it's do tough. It's, it's tough, tough right? yeah 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 that's why we don't want to fuck up coming from the buying side um, so, uh, bringing it back, like, uh, you know, diamonds, sixties and seventies, it just becomes solidified diamonds as an engagement ring. Everybody's doing it. It is, it is part of the culture of marriage now. Um, but like we mentioned before, there's unlimited supply. It's a non-renewable resource. Um, so if you, if you're De Beers and you, uh, have a limited supply and demands going up, um, what's the way to boost your profits? create an arbitrary price on these things yes so uh at the time we said De Beers owns has a monopoly owns most of the diamonds oh my god their markup um, must be insane if diamonds really aren't that expensive supply was easy for De Beers the arbitrary price and uh this is where again advertising comes in a NW Ayers comes out with an ad in 1980s uh with the tagline isn't two months salary a small yeah. price to pay for something that lasts forever? And that has stuck. Mm. So now the price that you are supposed to pay for a diamond, it's now like three months, right? You are supposed, that is the arbitrary price. And to your point earlier of like, now it's become what a man's worth. That is a great indicator because of their arbitrary pricing the the man has to spend three months salary on it so you take that diamond you're like this is a big diamond this is what he makes in three months wow um and you know it's is... so shitty too like that blows my mind because when was that ad put out 1980 1980 so three months salary was probably two four six thousand dollars now salaries are 10k a month so like now the expectation is for you to spend $30,000 on a ring. Like mm -hmm. I, I, that fucking kills me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so painful. It's just because like, it's so painful for me to know. Well, I don't actually know, but like for me to guess what goes into mining those diamonds, slave labor. Mm-hmm. Blood diamonds are a phrase for, you know, a reason, right? For um, them to put an excruciating markup on it and then say an engagement ring is worth three months salary. That is two months, sorry, is, is uh, ee, that makes me feel so gross. I don't know. I hate yep. it. I hate it. Yep, I it. personally know that, like, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I don't oh, it think is. it is. Oh, it is. I <sighs> It is. I personally know that Cap is so practical. He's so practical <laughs> that I know yeah. that he did not use his that two month, three month salary rule. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to check, but at least coming from like the male side of it. That's kind of the number that you have in your head. That's the number that people tell you, right? Three months salary. That's the number you're kind of like leading up to that. You're kind of thinking, okay, well, how much do I put away? And you just go back to that two month salary rule. So when you walk in, you're like, okay, what can I afford with two months salary? And they're like, this baby diamond yep yep so like that's the kind of benchmark that i think if you're saving up for a ring that's the benchmark a lot of men have is like you want two three months salary why uh, did you say three months is that what you've been hearing recently that's what that's what the modern the ad said two months now it's been bumped up like people tell you the conversation is three months salary right is is, uh what you should be spending on a ring so it's and it's wild it's all from marketing it's all the it's three months salary for the fourth most common gem on this earth because of marketing caitlin because of the 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 association with diamonds being an everlasting love and putting this arbitrary price on them through advertising that this is the number you need to have saved to get to get someone a ring yeah yeah all from an ad this is why it's one of my this is why it was one of the, my most interesting ones to research um and i'll just put a cap on it and and say like ever since a diamond is forever line appeared in 1947 it has been included in every single De Beers engagement ad to this day. There has not been a single ad released about engagement rings from De Beers that did not include the tagline, a diamond is forever. And that is why it's one of the greatest taglines in, in the 20th century. That's wild. Holy shit. Wild. That's all. That's all the research that brings us to today. I know I felt icky after kind of like putting all the pieces together about this industry, and I think it proliferates to all. To your point earlier, it proliferates to every single part of the wedding industry now. The venues, ten k. The photographers, fifteen k. The cake is nine k. Like everything. All of these other aspects of marriage and and or a wedding, I should say. Um, have jacked up their pricing because they work so they follow the diamonds model of associating a beautiful cake with love of associating a dress with love uh they they tie into that feeling that desire to be loved and they jack up the prices to an arbitrary level because marketing mm-hmm. wild i know my girlfriend i don't know i'm kind of left i'm kind of left speechless I think yeah, I, oh, go ahead. my thing is just like, I, I have these conversations all the time, whether it's with you, whether it's with my husband, whether it's with my friends, it's just like the materialism of the United States is so cringy to me. And yes, sometimes I fall into it a hundred percent, like yeah. a ring. Like I, I, I want the bigger, the better. I said it <laughs> yeah. loud and proud at the beginning. And now I'm like, God, I wish I didn't say that, but <laughs> But the materialism, uh, like, why can't we be okay with not 
why can't we be okay with a gold band and instead spend that money on a badass washing machine that's actually going to do us some good mm -hmm. you know um mm -hmm. what this is totally derailing from the diamond conversation but i get this ick around cars so mm. we we're walking through my neighborhood the other day and there's these houses that like could use a facelift you know mm -hmm. like maybe the lawn is overgrown or just anything and there's a fucking tesla sitting in the in the front lawn the the mm -hmm. yard and i'm like why are people spending money on cars you want to know why because they can drive around in a tesla and people are like oh that person is worth something yep. but a car does not equal what you are worth as a human being just like a diamond does not equal what that man is worth but now it, 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 you know, I have an ex-boyfriend or like men in my life who associate that, not in my life, or like I've been around men who associate rings with, I'm going to buy her the biggest, baddest diamond, not because I love her that much, but because that shows people how much I'm worth. And people exactly. are going to be like, ooh, they must live this ritzy lifestyle when really they just live a normal lifestyle like anybody else. Yep, I agree. and it, and And it's because of this campaign that's like hey you should be spending x number of dollars you know the bigger the ring the more he spent on it the the more valuable all of it all of it is marketing and all of it is just capitalizing on love and it is agonizing it's why it pains me like it's just not a good for me I'm going to step in it. Like, my girlfriend, turn it off right now. I'm um, going to step in it. I'm going to step in it. But, uh, it, like, it, it's it's a zero. The, the affiliation between diamonds and love is zero. The affiliation yeah, between zero. Uh, a wedding and love is zero. And the affiliation even between flowers and love is zero. There is zero affiliation between the two. And... Uh, I just go back. She, I love, I love my girlfriend. She loves flowers. I hate buying flowers because I think they're a terrible representation of love. Why would I buy you something and slowly let you watch it die? That does not. I'll get you a potted plant. You can nurture it. You can take care of it. That's a much better representation. Of but love. it doesn't matter if it has to do with love. Like if she just likes it, then she likes it. She likes what she likes. <sighs> sound like my girlfriend why are you associating it with love like why is that so why are you holding on to that fable that's actually a really good point that's actually a really good point and uh i do it because i think like i, I think walking into a florist it is like as a as a guy walking into a florist that's what you're hit with because I, i'm the same way in a florist as i would be in a jeweler i know nothing i know nothing i'm like hey what's a good what about a good buying a bundle or, at safeway they still have a florist there. I don't buy the pre-made bundles. I think that's that's the pre-made ones are a little copying out a little bit. I think like you should have. I don't think you have a good argument around flowers. I think you need to go sit and you think and about why else. you have a feeling around <laughs> flowers. Like, do, does this stem from some so sort of childhood trauma? No, I don't think so. Because I don't think you. Pressed. I have not heard a good argument. Uh -uh. My, I, I, I think at my core, it's it's the same notion as the diamonds where they're arbitrarily priced. These things literally grow out of the ground and they cost me 50 bucks 
to they don't. be arranged. Yeah, they do. Mm. Yeah, they do. Why I'm are you going lie. to a florist being like, I don't know what to pick. Why can't you just pick up a bouquet from Whole Foods for $10 that are prearranged? Because it's the same thing as a diamond. Like, uh, in, the, in the sense that there's a feeling about bouquets whether you like them or don't like them. Somebody I think it shows that you were thinking about her. But somebody I went to Whole Foods. <laughs> I went to Whole Foods to buy. And I saw buy, this on the way out. To buy. I thought of you. No, no. Yeah. I, I went to Whole Foods to buy milk. And I saw this arrangement of flowers. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something nice for Susie. And okay. I bought this. And I, hey, I was thinking about you at Whole Foods. That's it. That's it. Okay. It doesn't show. I am devotedly yours forever my love is directly tied into this sunflower with baby's breath <laughs> that's a flower that's a weird i know it's <laughs> a weird flower name but um so let me ask you something you you as my counter is do you have a particular flower that you really like no do you have like a do you have one that you dislike like if i got like one of those yes carnation so if 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 cat came in is like i went to buy milk and I saw this carnation and I thought of you and here it is. What you would kind of be a little upset, right? Cheap, You'd be like, what cheap is ass. This? Why don't you go to a florist and get it arranged? <laughs> There's there's gray area in the middle that we're landing on. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'll okay. talk to my therapist about okay. my flower. Don't issues. buy the carnations. That's it. That like buy. But how do you know that? How do you know that? There's prearranged you... bouquets that don't have carnations. Yeah. So I just yeah. Of course. Like like. But you just need to learn that, and you need to say, okay, these flowers. She likes these flowers. She no, doesn't no, like. No, it's the same no. as buying a ring. No, right? everyone. Like, figure. No, as a group consensus, we're all agreeing as the, uh, united we stand that nobody <laughs> likes carnations. So just take the <laughs> carnation out. But everyone likes every other flower. <laughs> so there's like there's roses. There's yeah. Everyone likes every I other think- flower. I think what gets me is, okay, It's uh, your point is well taken. I need to dissect it on my own. I think the thing that gets me, I think, is is my girlfriend does the same thing she does with rings with flowers when we are in Whole Foods. She's like, which one do you think I would pick? <laughs> and I'm like, and I try to guess and I always get it wrong. And like, I know she likes orchids. So like yeah. the orchids, like getting a little potted orchid plant makes sense to me. Like I do that. Like, like hey, you know those die. It, it'll be there. They all die eventually. Everything dies, but at least it's a longer lifespan sure. than getting uh, getting pre-cut roses, putting them in a vase, and then just watching them wither away. If that's your thought of love, then you need a therapist. I don't know. The 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 <laughs> part that you need to analyze and dissect in yourself is the withering <laughs> away part. Like you are tying that way too closely to the relationship like you got to move past that put it behind you just you explored it and we're done exploring it 
the withering does not have an effect on the relationship. So now we buried the but flower. It's a representation, it's right? It's not. Like, it, it, it is. is. No, it is. It's not. It is. No, it's it, not. I just feel like no. people people approach it the same way they do diamond rings, and they're like, "I just want a diamond ring engagement." They don't know why. They're like, "I just this is a part of the step. I just want flowers because they're pretty," and they don't know why. And all I'm saying is, if I get you a plant, that's amazing. You can nurture it. You that's a that's like if I get you flowers it's it's from me I guess it's a representation of me too right it's a representation of like there it is there it is ladies and gentlemen we uncovered it exactly it's a representation of me right that's why I think the pre-made ones like I want to be a little more thoughtful if I do get them because it, it is when you put them up you think of that person Right. And like having the flowers just slowly wither away as a representation of me is not good. I don't like that. I don't like that imagery. No, you are too much of an English major. Like everything (laughs) has to have some meaning or reason as to why the author chose this specific (laughs) word. What does this word actually mean? It's like, no, the withering away has nothing to do with your relationship. Just cut it out. And we all agree that you're not a carnation. Well, just that's the takeaway from today's podcast is okay. Zach is not a carnation. Okay. That's if, if that's what we land on, I feel like that's a win. But I feel like I, I'm not done. I'm, I'm not done. <laughs> I have I have two more questions for you. What okay, is okay. your what is your take on an engagement ring? <sighs> I I hope. My girlfriend turned it off. So I think, turn this off. She's not listening anymore. My take on an engagement ring, my initial is that ick feeling that you got. Okay. Yeah, but it's that initial like, God damn it, I'm going through the motions of what... Because somebody told me to go through the motions. I get, okay, okay. Yeah, and I'm appeasing... You know, it's like being in a relationship like, you know, when when you ask your significant other to clean the kitchen and they clean the kitchen, it has less significance than if you just come out and the kitchen's cleaned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not my choice to do the engagement ring. Somebody, my partner is telling me. It's kind of like you didn't have an opportunity to think for yourself. And that is really bothersome for you. Exactly. Like, I didn't get to personalize it because it does feel so... Um, everybody does it and yeah. that's just the step that you take and it's like I like to treat in a relationship like our relationship like the little things as unique in our own way I know there's a lot of crossover with every other relationship there's commonalities but treat it as a unique relationship so I would do like an interesting band or like a different like maybe some other colors and like that would be my gut is like make it Okay. As my English major, no, make little no. things like a representation of our, and not just like a fucking diamond ring. You okay. Know? Okay. I you can know? get behind that. So I like that your reasoning is because you want to be more thoughtful around it. Exactly. Exactly. But yes. you go back to just like, just do what she wants. Just do what she likes. If she likes a diamond, then get a diamond. And that <laughs> is, that alone is thoughtfulness. It's like, hey, I'm taking my own feelings out of this equation. And I'm just like pushing that aside and understanding that this has no reflection of me. So it's a little bit of an ego check for you, I think, as you explore this. Yeah. We put our names in our business. Of course, I have an ego. Yeah, mm. I'm, I will willingly admit that. But I'm, I'm also like, yeah, I'm like, 
I, I agree. You are so right, Caitlin. Like it is, it, that's the thoughtfulness of saying, this is what you want. Yeah. But it just feels robotic, right? Sure. Like I can't help but feeling yep. like, oh yes, I will go buy ring. This is what you <laughs> want. I will get this cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I respect it. I think of course it's the thoughtfulness. It's the gesture. It's the, all of that. But it just internally, my internal feelings is robotic you know like i don't want to go through that yeah and i think that you ha i i think this is something you need to check at the door it's absolutely we want to be a robot for this specific instance you know if you want to buy her a knitted pillow that says our love <laughs> is forever associated with this pillow that i hand knit myself then yeah. how that is that is the way you show love but for this maybe maybe that's it if it if it feels robotic to you then you treat it like this is a transaction because she cares about this transaction exactly. i will show exactly. my love in other ways i'm so Absolutely. happy we had this therapy session i do charge <laughs> $150 an hour. Yeah. You'll get a cashier's check. So. A cashier's check. <laughs> wow, cashier's check. Uh, well, okay, wait, um, no, I have another question for oh, you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> marriage, yeah, yeah. marriage. So we talked about that. Is marriage mm -hmm. just the same feeling for you? It just feels robotic. It feels like, you know, no. everyone does it. So this is just what it is. I, I, marriage, no. I think marriage is a is a wonderful uh, piece of human society of connecting yourself with someone and, and and holding yourself accountable as well as like trying to grow and challenge each other and grow together because you care about this person. Marriage, wonderful. No, I love it. Weddings. Okay. That that's robotic. <laughs> okay. Weddings. Just going through the motion. This it's is where a show. I'm like from every I like I can't turn off that side of my brain that's like yeah I give you a ring because they used to give this as an ownership piece like uh, to women you have bridesmaids because you used to get kidnapped along the route you know like they I can't turn off that that side of me that's like all the choices of a white wedding dress right like all the choices we're making are are so ridiculous and nobody thinks about it and nobody's like I think it's getting a little better nowadays. Like people are, are kind of putting their own spin on it, but like just the full on get married in a church, do white wedding dress, bridesmaids, bachelor party, like all of these things. I just hate, I just think that I will I say, them all. um, I, ch I spent so long picking out my perfect photographer and I think we paid like 5,000, 6,000, which is like a, the, a fine rate this day and yeah. age. Yeah. Um, and I had a vision for, I mean, I'm a creative director. So I had a mm. vision for my, for my photos, for my wedding yeah. day photos. They were going to be chic as fuck. They were going to be, came out really nice. They weren't going to be like smiley, like, Ah, the bride. Like yeah, it wasn't like gonna posing be posing together in a field. You yes, know, like, yes, yeah, it was uh -huh, gonna be like uh -huh. we are Gigi and Bella and Kendall walking down. Like the aisle was my runway. Um, <laughs> so, it. but but no. It. Having said all that, we actually left the, which is not uncommon. But we left after we got married or after the ceremony. Cap mm. and I got in a beautiful old car that I had to rent, and we left the ceremony to go to the windmills in Palm Springs, mm. and we did our portrait photography there. 
Um, I will say that's the one thing I regret about our wedding is making Cap do that. <laughs> Why? He, because we left the ceremony and he was like, what the fuck? Like, all I want to do is like be at our wedding, like with our friends, mm -hmm. with our family. And like, mm -hmm. we were going to have portraits anyways. Like we yeah. would have been away from the party anyways, but to like go off, I'm going to call it campus, go off campus <laughs> and actually have, and I made a joke on Instagram when I got the photos back because I fucking loved them so much. They're and I was like, really was well this uh, just a very expensive photo shoot for me <laughs> or was it my wedding like nobody knows <laughs> it could be both it, it was the most both. expensive photo shoot i've ever yeah. put paid for <laughs> um i think that's great though like but that's a, but i will I'm say like, like to yeah. your point the whole thing was like i have to get these bomb ass photos instead of like spending that moment with capping like we're married mm. like how cool is that um, and he was like antsy. He was like, okay, I don't like photography as much as you. Let's just get back yeah. to like the party. <laughs> um, so I will say that there were elements that I just totally fed into. Like, why mm. did I need to have those photographs underneath a windmill in the middle of Palm Springs? Like, why did I need that? So well, do you, do you look I, at them anymore? Are they oh, like, yes. You, I look at them all yeah, the time. Yeah. Then it's worthwhile. Like, but be, but I, I could have, I could have just paid her $5,000 and taken myself out to Palm Springs and just had a solo photo shoot, you know, like it's, true. it was true. The, the fact that I had to do it on our wedding day, like it's very silly. And I agree with you. Like the whole Pinterest novelty of yeah. the, of the actual wedding is totally takes the meaning out of it and and i will totally agree with you on that yeah i i, I think there's elements and, and if it's just kind of for me breaking we do these podcasts all the time talking about how people get manipulated and i think weddings the decisions Big people one. make in weddings <clears throat> are so manipulated by other people you talk about pinterest it's like you see hanging lights and you're like i want that and you like it's just constant marketing and being like wedding shows those wedding conventions are wild mm. you know like they are nuts mm. um just in the pricing so I, it just it makes me feel the ick too. Like I love marriage, hate weddings, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And I just know for at the end of the day, like, and I don't, I'm sure yours. Like, how how involved was Cap in like the decision making, like the aesthetics? Was he was he involved Not, or was he giving the stamp of approval on what you what you're pretty much was? the stamp of approval. <clears throat> but that's yeah. very much because I have such an aesthetic. He was like, I really don't care. Like, you just do your thing. Yeah, and that's it. where I'm at too. But then I, I feel like if you would be comfortable with that and you're like, hey, that's fine. Like, here's, I'm going to run this by you. And I'm fine with that too. But I feel like if there's relationships or weddings where like the, the bride wants the, their significant other really involved and being like making decisions with them, yeah. it's, it's agonizing. It's agonizing. Right. I will say we did not have a cake because I could not wrap my mind around spending that much money on a cake I don't even like cake and there's like a thing where you have to keep a slice uh Ooh. yeah you keep a slice in the freezer for the next year and you guys eat that what? slice the next year yeah what that's a thing that's a thing 
That would make me nervous now. I see that's the decision making I like about you, Caitlin. Is like you you did, but you were like fuck doing it because everybody else did. I don't like cake. It's my wedding. Yeah, we're not gonna do cake. Like, yeah. and that's I feel like it's becoming a little more common where people are like, like I've seen a few like non-white wedding dresses, and me they're too. like, why yeah. would I wear white? Because mm. you know it signifies virginity. Like that's not me. You know, mm. like I. So people are kind of putting their spin on it, which is which is makes me feel a little better, but. I think you just said that for the people. I don't think you really feel that. No, I don't. But you know what? We're going to. We're going to. I got to. I got to not get added on Twitter relentlessly by all the people planning their wedding currently. I will just be. uh, No, thank you. No, thank you. So, um Great. Any other thoughts on diamonds? I think that was a great way to end the conversation. Rarely do we end with truly our personal feelings and being <laughs> I like, know, I this know. is how I feel about it. So that felt good. Thank you for the therapy session. Yeah, I will so go welcome. buy some flowers. I think you have a task to do after. Yeah. It's Friday. Yeah. It's fr- I want visual proof that an orchid All was purchased. Right. All right. All um. Right. I don't have any lingering thoughts. I feel I actually you I think I have a different opinion about diamonds. I really do. I feel like I don't want to be a sheep. Mm. And um, also, if I bought myself a, a diamond ring 10 years from now and I made it a five carat, that's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of Cap. And I don't want them to think that Cap bought that. I'm going to be like, no, I bought this. So for those reasons alone, I'm not going to buy myself a diamond ring. I love that. I love that. Because like if you did say, no, I bought this for myself, they're like, is everything like, okay at home? Like, is is yes. is there like it, it, you can't help it. Right. You're yes. like, this is a representation of your relationship and like the value of your relationship. You're so right. And my You're so right. I that is the one good thing about living outside of a city like and if you're in a city you're keeping up with the joneses and oh, every yeah. single person that got engaged around the same time i got engaged it was like eyes dialed how many carrots is that ring yeah. and i would know like i could tell oh that's two carrots or that's mm-hmm. 1.5 or whatever it is like one of our friends got a five carat ring mm-hmm. and it was like constant neat you constantly feel inferior but luckily I have a group of friends that don't have give a shit because they live in the wilderness and they're like, whatever just doesn't get dirt in it is fine. Yeah. Um, they're like, I found some diamonds back in the woods the other day. Yes, like, yes, you want, exactly. like what, yeah, like what are my one of my friends? Yeah. One of my friends uh said that when she gets engaged, she wants a granite rock. And I was like, You're high. You are high. I kinda love it. See, for me, I'm like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Like fucking right. Like get that engraved. Like I'm all about that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're so right though. I doing this research, I had feelings about it, but I couldn't really quantify why I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And now like going through the history and how this uh this agency just has created this uh whole step in the marriage process uh for a company De Beers yeah and they profit from it makes me I, feel I think little, my ending yeah. thought is like because I feel when I was living in the city comparing all the engagement rings because I felt so inferior it's really a learning lesson in your own ego so now Mm. that I'm outside of the city it's like 
you have to understand that your ring has nothing to do with your worth, how much you literally make income wise, you know, like it's very taboo yep. to talk about money, but some, for some reason we're okay with showing money, even though sometimes yeah. we can't afford it. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. don't, don't buy a Tesla if your yard isn't manicured. I agree. And, but, but I also think it's because of the advertising where people like put together, oh, that's, two months salary or yeah. that's three months salary and they assign it. So it is, we don't talk about money, which is weird, you know, but also it's like, that's an indication of how much money they have. It's like yeah. a little yeah, 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 into yeah. their lifestyle or, or, but it's an arbitrary price. Right? I would so rather like talk. No. I'd rather talk about dollars than see it just it, because I imply, I make all these implications about what your lifestyle is because mm -hmm. you drive a Mercedes, because you have a five carat ring. But really, yep. like I, I'd rather just talk to you about dollars. No, I wouldn't. Money is taboo. Yep. But um, but still, it's I'm like don't yeah. don't. I I'm preaching now. I don't want to preach. I think it was a no. learning lesson for me. I'm saying yeah. I I me. I now don't care about the size of my diamond ring and that's that. Well, don't You tell taught Kat. me something, Zach? Yeah, well, I would appreciate that. You taught me something. Look at this back and forth. I got to do some introspection. I got to like take it because you are the first person i've always had the feeling about flowers but you are the first person to actually like make some really good points and not just being like they're pretty i just like them and i'm like that doesn't move me at all you made some very good points caitlin they're taking i'm going to i'm going to take some stock internally all right that's we'll be all back she wrote. next week yeah we'll be back next week all right bye bye